the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back, everybody. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is Mike Draskovic from Mike's Auto Tech, 67th Avenue in Northern. He's flying wingman for me today. The lines are open, 602-508-0960. All right, I'm going to tell you my Ford story. Let's hear okay? it. My Ford story. All right. First guy calls me, and he says to me, actually, we're having lunch up in Payson. And he says to me, uh, you know, my, my window won't roll up on the passenger side. And I said, uh, I think I can fix that for you for a dollar. Okay. Okay. You know where I'm going with this? Okay. Yeah, I'm getting there. All right. So he says, I don't believe you. And I says, all right, I'll tell you what. If if I fix it, you owe me a dollar. And if I don't fix it, I'll give you five. Mm-hmm. Or I'll buy your lunch. He says, okay. So the whole entourage goes outside. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I say to him, go over to the driver's side and uh, and start the car up and hold the window button up and count to 10. Mm-hmm. So he goes over, the door's open, starts it up, and he starts counting out loud. And for to be dramatic, I let it get down to like 8. Okay. And they're all looking at me, and I'm not doing anything. Then I take my fist, and I hit the outside of the door hard. Right. And the window goes up. <laughs> okay. So I won. And, and 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 so they're all laughing at me and they're laughing at him. So he owes me a dollar. Mm-hmm. And so we laugh and that's still going on. Okay. Now there's a bunch of guys up in Payson that we have breakfast together and it's retired cops and marine guys, guys in the military, stuff like that. The first guy was a retired marine. And he's also part of the uh, the uh, rescue guys up in uh, in in Gila County. This next guy is a retired uh, Marine, and uh, he also is a retired Highway Patrolman. So he calls me the other day. Actually, he's not a Marine. He's a retired cop. He calls me the other day, and he's on his motorhome trip, and he says to me, um, uh, "I have a lot of problems." And I said, uh, "I I know I I know what brand your motorhome is." And he goes, well, the one that's bugging me the most is, is the cruise control doesn't work. And I said, okay, I want you to hook your foot underneath the brake pedal. And I want you to pull it towards you and see if the cruise will set. And he goes, okay, I'll call you back. And he calls back and he goes, no, it won't set. So do you have any idea? What would you tell him next? <laughs> mm. Well, I don't know. <laughs> All right, push on the buttons hard. Okay, rock the buttons hard. Try that. All right, and he calls me back and he says no. I said okay. So this time you're going to turn it on and hold your set button down, and I want you to beat on the steering wheel at twelve o'clock and at six o'clock and at three o'clock and nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. He calls me back. 
It's working. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So what's the moral of these stories? Well, probably um, lack of use. Lack of use? Yeah. Okay. That's why they went bad. Are you, Gil, you ready? Okay. All right. Here's the story. <laughs> wait. Wait just a minute. Gil's got to hear it. Okay. Obviously, we have a connection problem, either in the clock spring on the steering wheel or something like that. And we also have a a bad set of brushes on the door motor because all I did is hit it hard and jar the brushes down to the armature. Okay. Can I get another drum roll, please? (laughs) Here's the answer. Here's the moral of this story. If you own a Ford... The only tool you need in your toolbox is a hammer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I get it. (laughs) Right. And and you got to draw that same conclusion. You've got to draw that same conclusion. No matter who what who owns a Ford, if you can fix it and all you need is a hammer, (laughs) then then that should that should be the only tool in your toolbox. BFH. I wonder if the F stands for Ford. Um, a (laughs) bit. We can't go there, okay. um, but but it doesn't it, it doesn't stand for Ford. <laughs> oh man, oh man, oh man! About that, um, I, I'm a the, guy too, you know. I well, they they both threatened me um, because they both carry guns. They both threatened me that they would uh, hurt me, harm me if I gave their names. But I can't tell you this much: they both live in Payson, and their their first names are identical, Daryl. I'm not giving you the last names. I'm just saying both of them have the name of Daryl. I just want to say that. Now, they have my cell phone, so I'm going to change my phone number because I I can't fix their cars when they're out there, um, you know, going here and going there. But um, I, I teased them immensely about that. I teased them immensely. And then, of course, they're saying, well, what's the matter with your Dodge? And when was the last time you had it? My Dodge just rolled 100,000 miles. Just rolled 100,000. Um, it's been to the dealers three times. Mm-hmm. You know what for? Recalls. <laughs> okay, there you go. Yeah. It's never been in for right. anything. So uh, Alan was right. Now, and, and, Dodge. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'll tell you something else about my Dodge. Um, I went in for the 100,000-mile service, and I'm going to do um, belts and hoses before next summer. I'm going to go through this summer. I'm going to do belts and hoses next summer. Um, I said to them, I think there's a filter on the valve cover that needs to be replaced under a small plate. I want you to do that. And then um, I want you to uh, replace the air filter because I have an air filter monitor that's that's coming off. Mm-hmm. And I says, and my air conditioning isn't as good as it used to be. Mm-hmm. And so I want you to, to, to take care of that. So John came over to me and he goes, I got your air fixed. And I said, okay, I want to know two things. What did it have in it in ounces? And what did it call for? What's mm-hmm. the capacity? Right. And he says there's eight ounces difference. And I said, well, how does that relate to the total amount of refrigerant? Right. And he says it's one-third. Yep. So I get in it, and I head back north. It's a hot day. It's well over 100. And the thing is throwing ice cubes at yeah. me. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. It, now, as you know, we never had a dipstick for the Freon. Mm-hmm. We never did. Mm-hmm. So... You chime in here. We used to look at the ambient temperature. Right. And what else? Right. You give one. Uh, the sight glass. Sight glass, yeah. which was crazy. Yeah. Then we used to look at the low pressure, depending on the ambient yeah. temperature. 
yeah. and the high pressure, right. depending on the ambient temperature. Right. We also had a struggle on which fan speed do we use, mm-hmm. one, two, three, or four. Right. And then we also had, if we didn't have a sight glass, then we were also looking at the air vent gauge mm-hmm. and see what kind of ice we could blow out of the gauge. Right. So, And then there had to have been five other variables. Right. There was five other things. Put a fan in front of the car. Bring the idle up. No, don't bring the idle up. Forget the fan. Everybody had a different story. So today. Can't do that. Can't just dump a little free on in. you got to have the charge precise. Exactly. The the best part of what we have today is is we have these electronic dipsticks. Mm -hmm. So he goes in and sucks out all my freon. He cleans it up. He takes the metal and the moisture out of it. Because they all shed a little bit. And so he looks at it, and I don't remember what the numbers are, but he looks at it in uh, 24 ounces. That's what I hold, but I'm eight short. Wow. So he cleans up my Freon, and he puts it right back into my truck. Right. And he adds eight ounces. Right. So I pay for, if I had to pay for it, it's $125, but there's shops all over town that have lower and upper. But it's $125 plus the eight ounces. Right. And, I, and now the difference is astounding mm-hmm. and yeah. so we now know as you just alluded to that the precise amount of refrigerant has everything to do right. with the success of your car right no question about it the bottom line is the r134 is very unpredictable oh yeah oh yeah That's it. you just can't can't go by the pressures can't go by the temperature right there's too many what when you're you said there was five variables on r12 yeah. How many do you think there is on 134? Oh, uh, twice or three times. Yeah, right. Yeah, so it's a, it's a, and 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 you had to do the inside temperature and the outside temperature, and then you had to do your controls. Were we doing recirc or were we doing outside air? And yeah. was your was your cold and hot button all the way to the right? Yeah. And on and on and on. Yeah. But now with these electronic dipsticks. Tch, had a guy, I, this, people have heard this story before. So he says, you know, you say you can fix my air conditioning. And I said, well, if, if it runs and it's capable, yeah. And if you're willing to pay for it, he says, I just want you to do your Freon thing. I said, that's fine. So we give him his car, we give him his keys, and he says, you also said that if we didn't like it, we don't have to pay for it. And I said, you're right. That's what I said. Yeah. If you don't like it. And, and and I typically do that to the customers that have been with me for years, but you're a first-time guy, so I'll extend that to you. But yeah. it's the only one you're ever going to get from me at this yeah. point. Yeah. So he, I said, okay, fine. And he says, okay, well, I'm going to take it out and drive it, and I'll, I'll call you with my credit card. And I said, okay, fine. He hasn't gone 10 minutes, and he calls my son, and he says, here's my credit card number. <laughs> <laughs> so I called him back and said, you know, what, what do you think? And he goes, oh, it's just, it's like brand new. He said, I didn't know how bad it was until right. you got me up where I was at, right. which is exactly the way I felt when John did mine. Yeah. I felt, gosh, I didn't realize how bad it was. So anyway, we got a caller. Who's that? I'll be Tom. Tom, good morning to you. How can I help you? Yes, sir. I've, I've got a, a Ford question for you, but I inherited it, so please don't. I, oh. I plead not guilty. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I've got an 07 Ford Ranger. Uh, it's only got like 24,000 miles on it, and it's been sitting for four years. i got to get it going again. Um, need new battery and probably a new fuel filter. What, what else should I do? Oil and filter? Let me change the fluids in it. Yeah. Uh, probably all the fluids. Yeah, how many miles? Twenty four thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was okay. my it was my late father's, and it's been in a garage for you know the last four years. You know, I need new tires, of course. You know, no big deal. But I was wondering about the fuel injection. I, it, there's, a, there's only about a gallon of gas in it. So I'm going to drain the gas. Should I should I pull the tank down and 
flush it out or I wouldn't. I okay, wouldn't. Okay, just just, just yeah. drain the fuel and then replace the filter. Yeah, I do the filter and I would fill it full of clean fuel. Um I change the oil and filter. Um yep, I'd get it running. And once you got it running, I'd use the heck out of it. And I would uh, and I think some of the things that you'll have at the beginning will go away. So if right. you got a rough idle, I think it'll go away. I think there'll be a right. lot of things that come. I think at the end of the day, I agree with Mike. I think you got all the fluids in front of you, and and if it's that old and got the original belts and hoses, you you I'm not going with you anywhere. So okay. belts and hoses and fluids, but really right. and truly, all this idea of pulling the spark plugs and squirting oil in it and waving a dead chicken around your head and honking the horn three times and you know putting this additive in the fuel tank as the injectors are plugged up and and all this happy stuff where my motor's going to love me if I do all this stuff is just craziness. It's so just craziness. Yeah, I was going to uh, pull the spark plugs and squirt oil. That's not necessary. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you think this is going to crank over the first time you ask it to? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not. No. You're going to crank and crank and crank just like we all do. Now, when you hit the key, the fuel pump's going to fire up, and it's going to take a while for it to prime and get all the air out of it and stuff like that. By the time you start this motor, it's going to have plenty of oil pressure because you've okay. been cranking on it. So, no, yeah. the answer, the mic, if you had a car that's been sitting for two years, you're going to take the spark plugs out and squirt oil in them? Not necessarily. No. Okay, I, I'm not at all. I, I'm not okay. at all. I, I even if I have to disconnect the coil wire and, and crank it, you know, for uh, 15 seconds, walk away. Crank it for 15 seconds, walk away. I'm going to build oil pressure in it. I'm going to get the cylinder walls wet and stuff like that. So, unless of course, wanna... the if you get a new battery and you hit the key and it goes, Chuck! and it's possibility that the motor is not going to crank over real easy, then I'd pull the plugs put some oil in it, but then I'd put a big breaker bar on the front of that crankshaft bolt, and I'd, I'd, I'd do the best I could there. So I'd, which, I'd cycle it three which, or four circles. Which which direction would I turn it? Or does uh, it matter? I don't think, I don't care. Okay. I, I okay. think the pistons are going to go up and down <laughs> no matter whether, matter whether you, okay. yeah. It, it, but if, if you wanted to tap the starter, I think as you face it, it's going to run clockwise, I think. Oops. So. Okay. So uh, change the uh, uh, antifreeze. What about the rear differential? Just leave that alone? All the fluids. All the fluids. Okay. Rear diff, okay. tranny, brake, power steering, yep. engine oil, everything. Okay. It's not that okay. hard. You, I mean, it's no, going to be easy. Okay, very good. Listen, okay. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome, Tom. You're welcome. That's a good question. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's just kind of don't go crazy because the worst part is is you do all kinds of crazy stuff and then all of a sudden you're in the position where um, you're going to start it up and it's got a rod knock and you just did all that work for nothing yeah. unless you're going to put another motor in it. Yeah. So that's why I, I like what you said. It's let's wait on the hoses and belts. Let's wait on the fluids. Let's let's just get it running and drive it. And then we'll go from there. All righty, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. Gil is there. And Gil's a really nice guy. Don't use any bad language because he's never heard that before. He's never heard it from me or any other talk show host during the breaks. So be nice to Gil. God bless him. He has just worked hard and made me who I am today. We'll be back in a minute. Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology, 
and techniques, so your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works, we want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. Hi, my name's Christina Stumble, and I own Farm Girl Flowers in San Francisco. With my Spark Cash Card from Capital One, I earn unlimited 2% cash back on all my business purchases. Last year, I redeemed $115,000 in cash back. Yeah, $115,000. And that doubled our digital marketing budget for the summer. Thanks to my Spark Card, we had our best summer yet. Imagine what the Spark Card from Capital One could do for your business. What's in your wallet? Real Capital One customers pay for real stories. Credit approval required. This is the Terminator. Listen to America's money ace of the airways, Victoria McVeigh, here at 960 The Patriot. She's smart, savvy, and a serial entrepreneur. So grab your wine, whiskey, or Perrier and come play with Victoria McVeigh on Sundays at 8 p.m. She'll have you saying hasta la vista, baby, to your financial dismay. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. The difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. Studies prove that reading to a child regularly dramatically improves reading skills. And kids who read well by third grade are four times as likely to graduate. So United Way is calling for one million volunteers over the next three years. We're asking you to step up, make a pledge, tutor a child who needs help, Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Make a difference. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Entire communities improve. The path to success or failure starts long before graduation day. And the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Be a reader. Tutor or mentor. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge. Go to liveunited.org now. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. What if I could tell you that a full-blown wildfire was going to occur tomorrow right where you live? Tell you exactly which neighborhoods it would engulf and how fast it would do it. The first thing you would do is talk with your loved ones and make a plan today. It's true. I can't tell you a wildfire will strike tomorrow. But shouldn't you make a plan anyway? Visit azein.gov and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by DEMA, FEMA, and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 22 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is Mike Dreskovic, and he does car work at 67th Avenue in Indian School. And the name of his shop is Mike's Auto Tech. And he's a good guy. And uh, he's been around the block, and we both share the same color hair. And his, the only difference between the two of us is his hands are a little dirtier than mine. But I washed mine before today, and Mike didn't. I'm just teasing you. I'm just teasing <laughs> you. All righty. We're going to uh, – let me tell you about Blackwell Automotive, 40th and Greenwell. Tom Blackwell and I are cut from the same cloth. We're a tad ornery. Um, we're pretty good at what we do. And we both have very strong females around us to make sure that we understand what the boundaries are. Tom is at 40th and Greenway. He's been around a long time. I've known him since, gosh, 
I'm thinking the mid-95, 1995, thereabouts. He's a good guy. He knows how to fix your car, and he also knows to give you good advice. So if you want to do something and he wants to make a suggestion, he'll offer that to you. And he's got a good staff, and he's been around a long time, and that's kind of important to all of us because I'm not going to send you to somebody who opened up day before yesterday because many of those people that open up all kinds of businesses fail in the first year. You don't want a motor with a warranty and no shop to take it to. So Blackwell Automotive, 40th Street and Greenway. Let's go to the phones, and we're going to go to Larry first. Larry, good morning. Good morning. Uh, my question is in reference to a 2016 Hyundai Elantra. We had a minor accident a month or so ago. Got the body repaired. It was just a some little bumper. It was a my daughter. Okay. A car stopped in front of her. And she ran into the back of them. So uh, body work done fine, no problems. But the remote um, sensing, we hadn't had any problems with it. So it didn't seem like it was battery, the remote. Uh-huh. But it, it's a push button start. Okay. And yesterday morning and this morning, my wife. I'm blind, so I'm not the driver. Okay. Don't know why the state doesn't let me do that, but yeah, they don't. So, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. But anyway, yeah. so it has hesitated in starting with the push button start. Not had any problem before with that with the remote until yesterday morning, and then the other thing the remote has been doing since the little accident is it hasn't always unlocked the doors. Okay. All right. Um, I think we can encompass all of that into intermittent um, um, fob working. Right. And obviously, mm-hmm. yeah. you got to go... We got to replace the battery first. Um, the second okay. thing is, is all cars come with two of them, so we need to take the other one. We need to start switching them off. So you take. Well, we don't have a second one. We bought it used, and we didn't get a second one. Okay. All right. Well, now might be the good time to do it. But um, I think fifty um, percent of them, Mike, are batteries, right? And fifty percent of them are programming, right? And so, um, if you look in your owner's manual. Um, I have your wife look in the owner's manual. Then it's you <laughs> right. go through and and ask her to look at the remote and see if there's a programming paragraph in there, and it will describe on how to do it. Now, if not, you're going to need to take it to a shop, and we're going to have to mm-hmm. tell the computer, hey, get pay attention. We want to erase all the fobs, and we want you to only pay attention to this one. So, yeah. and and Mike, give me a range. Take your price and go below it and above it. Uh, we're not fully equipped to do that on all cars, so we have okay. a, an outside service we bring in. Okay. It's anywhere from $100 to, if you're going to replace a fob, it's, oh, yeah. uh, that's added in. Yeah, you, 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 you're going to be between 75 and 150 depending on if you're okay. going to replace the fob. But this isn't a big deal. Your key will still yeah. work in the doors and stuff like that. But, yeah, everything um, seems to be fine other than, just like you said, the intermittent. And the only reason I question it being a battery is that we'd had no problems with it before the, the accident. I know, but you're, I don't want you to chase your tail just because you well, think. You know what I mean? Sure. The, the light bulb sure. has to burn out someday. And, and, right. and, and, and if it didn't burn out during the accident, then it could have burned out an hour later, a week later, or a year later. But I, 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 I was careful when I told you 50% of the time it's the battery. And fifty percent of the time, it's a, a programming issue. So, don't, don't, okay. let's play the odds better, okay? All righty. Thank you very much, Larry. Thank you very much. And Bill, you're up next. How can I help you? 
Uh, yes. Hey, how you doing? We're good. Uh, We're good, both of us. Great. Listen, I got a uh, an old five Sierra uh, GMC uh, three quarter ton diesel Duramax. My question is uh, to deal with the air conditioner. Uh, now, what happens is uh, every once in a while it starts blowing hot air, okay. and then what I do is is I, I pull over and I reboot it. I turn it off, turn everything off, turn the engine off, turn it back on, and. Boom, I got air conditioning. All right, now I need to ask you some questions because we're running up against a break. Where are the air conditioning controls? Are they on maximum or recirculatory? And where's your fan speed? And are you on automatic? Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm on automatic. Okay. Uh, and uh, it's on, it wouldn't be, the fan wouldn't be on uh, maximum. Okay, if you're uh, on automatic, the fan is controlled by the by the automatic. So um, it it happened to me on the way down um, this morning. I set it at, it was 50 degrees when I left Payson, so I thought maybe I should put it at 68. And uh, so it turned on the air conditioning, and I'm about 10 miles south of Payson, and then all of a sudden it started blowing warm air. And so I just reached over and kicked it down a couple of degrees because I'd rather have cold air, and it gave me cold air. So my point is, is when we use automatic, it de- it depends on the system, but it's not uncommon for it to switch from cold air to hot air at a particular number and vice versa. So I what I want you to do to, to ensure that we don't have a problem is I want you to take it off automatic. I want you to run it on max. I want you to keep, make it as cold as it can be, run, run the fan speed on max, and then adjust the temperature of the, of the uh, fan for yourself, and I'll bet this problem goes away. Okay. All right. So just okay, try that first before you do anything and spend any money. Because yeah. I understand well, that you're pulling off to the side of the road, and, but there's so many things that can be going on there that I don't think that that's worth it. Just let's try it in a different mode and see what happens. And if it's fixed, then we can uh, we can talk to you more about it. But i got to go. We'll be back in a minute. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Hi there. I'm here for my flu shot, and I heard there's an option for people 65 and older. There is, but you actually have to be 65. Very flattering. Thanks. I'm Judith Light. You know who I am, right? I just turned 65, and I know your immune system gets weaker with age, and I don't want to miss a day of work or risk spreading the flu to other people. I don't think we've met before, but what I do know is you can't be 65. Okay. What if I said I only have one life to live and I need protection against the flu? Nope. Nope. How about who's the boss of my health? I am. Huh. 
Flu season is here and people 65 and older need to ask about the vaccine made specifically for their age. Flu vaccination is especially important for people with chronic conditions like diabetes and heart disease, which can worsen with the flu. I'm so sorry about that. I thought you were like 35. Don't apologize. Visit the National Council on Aging at ncoa.org flu to learn more and talk to your doctor about vaccine options for people 65 and older. Tanning, indoors or out, increases your risk of skin cancer, including melanoma, the second most common cancer in young adults and the leading cause of cancer death in women 25 to 30. Tanning doesn't make me look healthier. My ambition does. Tanning doesn't make me stand out. My drive does. Tanning can cause wrinkles, age spots, and even melanoma, the cancer that kills one person every hour. And using tanning beds significantly increases your risk of developing melanoma. Tanning doesn't make me glow. My individuality does. Tanning doesn't make me feel better about myself. I got the job. Yeah. My confidence does. Tanning doesn't make you more beautiful. It only makes you more at risk. Stop tanning. Learn more at spotskincancer.org. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology. So, Justin, I was playing that video game Forest Brigade, and it was pretty cool. I was running down this, like, digital path, and I met this digital frog, and he was all like... And then I went playing in this virtual stream where this water... It looked almost real. It was this whole electronic forest world. So what did you do? Well, my parents took me to the forest. The real forest. Where I was running down this... Well, it was an actual path. Then I saw this real-life frog. It was all, like, ribbit, and I saw an owl, too. Then I played in this amazing stream with water around my ankles, like wet water. Then me and my sister and my parents sat around a campfire and told cool stories all night long. Oh, that's uh, pretty cool, too. This weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. And, Jerry, you just stay right there because i got a little business to take care of. I want to tell you about Larry Harker's Auto at 38th Avenue and Indian School. Bob and Ellen own and operate Larry Harker's Auto. Larry Harker's been at 38th Avenue and Indian School when Indian School was dirt, or so I'm told. But Bob is a great diagnostician. Ellen is a great front counter person because she knows what questions to ask. And it's not likely you're going to get to talk to Bob unless, of course, he needs to see your symptoms, and Ellen can make that happen. The both of them are very impressive, and like many other shops in the Valley, the husband and wife work well together. But if you start your conversation off with, I've had it to everybody in town and nobody can fix it, may I suggest Larry Harker's Auto, 38th Avenue Indian School, just tell him what I just said. That's called waving the red flag in front of the bull, and he'll bite. I promise you. Now, on the other side of town, up on I-17 and Bell, is Kurt's Auto Repair. He's a family-owned operation. His wife literally brings you home-cooked bakery stuff and thanks you for using them for the very first time, something that we did in the 60s and the 70s. So she makes pastries and, dr- and brings them to your house to say thank you. 
That's what happens at Kurtz when you become a new customer. He's been around since 1987. I've known him since the early 90s. He does domestic and import work, gas and diesel. Kurt's a master, Eric's a master, and Jeff's a master. Eric and Jeff are the two young bucks in the shop, and Kurt's the old gray-haired guy. Between the three of them, they can fix almost anything. So, Kurt's Auto Repair, I-17 and Bell, northeast corner, great place to go. Let's go to the phone, and Jeffrey, thank you for holding. How can I help you? Jerry, Jerry. Hi. Uh, Hi. I, I have a... Uh 350 Chevy V8, and what uh, uh, and it's on it's on a little Model A coupe. The the thing is, is I have the radiator. It's a aluminum radiator with an electric fan. Okay. The fan never the fan won't kick on until the temperature gets up to around 220, and then it stays on. My concern is, is that seem like a little bit strange? Why why wouldn't the fan run from the beginning on? Okay. Um, In the 60s and the 70s and in the 80s, we used to take engines apart. First of all, they never lasted more than 100,000 miles. And when we took them apart, the mud and sludge in the bottom of the intake, underneath the intake, all over the lifters, the mud and sludge in the oil pan would fill a half of a five-gallon bucket. We We determined, my industry I'm talking about, not me, but we, we determined that this sludge was half water. Now, so Jerry, when does water boil? You better get this right. About uh, 212 degrees. Bingo. I asked somebody from ASU the other day, and they didn't know. Oof. All right. Jerry, you made me proud, buddy. So at 212, we're going to run that motor at 212 and north of that. So we put a 195 thermostat in it, and today we know that 220 to 240 is a normal range. Now, here's what happens. Every time you shut the car off, you make it, as as the air condenses, you get a tablespoon of water. Now, that adds up. But every time you drive it and you get it over 220, or get it up to 220, we turn that tablespoon of water to steam, and then it sends out the tailpipe via the PCV valve system. So it's a, it's a home run. So I want to tell you that if you're running between 220 and 240, God bless you, somebody did something right. So you have nothing. Oh. Now, at 260, I start to get worried. At 270, you're in big trouble. Okay? okay. And at 300... You better say goodbye to that motor. So okay. just 220 to 240, you'll be happy. Okay. Well, okay. You calm my nerves then. I promise I you what I'm telling you is the truth. I promise you. Mike, the new cars, where do they run? 190 to 210. Okay. Uh, 220 really? is not out of not overheating. No, not at all. No. And, and, so, and then when you get on the freeway, does it cool down just a tad? Yes. Okay. And see, you're running air across the radiator. So what you said matches perfectly to what we do. So I want you to say goodbye. I want you to go tell your wife, let's go to dinner and uh, and stop at the florist and buy her some flowers because we just made your day. You did. Thank you. All righty, Jerry. Thank you very much. (laughs) I said that one time. The guy goes, I don't have a wife. I said, we'll go find one <laughs> for the night anyway. <laughs> Nevertheless, 602-508-0960, the lines are wide open. 602-508-0960. Gil, the lines are wide open. Oh, we do. All right, well, let me get the caller's name, and then I'll put him. Uh, Tom, Tom, you stay right there, and then we're going to get you right after the break. And you know what? I'm just going to break early for Tom. Is that okay? Are you ready, Gil? Okay, back to you, buddy.
The Seth Leibson Show, where the most important voices speak. Our good friend, William J. Bennett. Congratulations. I look forward to coming on again. Friend and scholar, Heather MacDonald. Thank you, as always, for having me on, Seth, and you're absolutely right. John Hinderocker from the Powerline blog. Great to be with you. Thank you, Seth. To me, the finest man in public service, Bill Montgomery. Thank you very much, Seth. Thanks for the conversation. Professor Alan Dershowitz. Anytime you want me on your show, I'm here. (laughs) I love intelligent talk. Weekdays from 3 to 6 on 960 The Patriot. There's no question you want the best education for your child. It's an integral part of a bright future. A private Christian school provides more one-on-one attention, the structured learning and Christ-based values you want for your child. But if you didn't think you could afford it, 960 The Patriot presents Half-Off Tuition. Now is your opportunity to enroll your child at a local private Christian school for half-off. We've partnered with some of the top Christian schools in the Valley to offer a limited number of half-off tuition vouchers. Imagine smaller class sizes, better grades, an inspiring Christian environment where the achievements are positively outstanding. For details and a complete list of schools involved, go to 960thepatriot.com. A values-based Christian education has never been more affordable. Click now and get your half-off tuition voucher before it's gone. Only one or two vouchers per school available. And if you don't see the school you're interested in, let us know and we can try to work with that school. That's 960thepatriot.com. Take an ordinary putty knife and scrape off the old wax ring. Place the new wax ring over the flange, then line up the bolts with the bowl and gently set in place, making sure a proper seal is created with the flange and drain. Next. Um, Dad? Uh, yeah, sweetie. Is that an old plumbing manual? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, honey. We really need to get some new books. Right, um, do do you want me to stop? Nah, I kind of want to know how it ends. Okay. Tighten the bolts, line up the flushing valve to the opening in the top of the bowl, and secure the tank with a screwdriver and crescent wrench. The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. You're never too old, too wacky, too wild to pick up a book and read with a child. This is Andrew Morrill, president of the Arizona Education Association. Reading to your child now can spark a lifetime of reading and learning. Parents, we know you're tired at the end of a long day, but by taking just a few minutes to read with your child, you'll be setting them on a path towards reading and learning on their own. And studies show students who read and are read too do better in school and in life. So have books that interest your child around your home. If your child enjoys sports, have books about sports. If your child enjoys ballet, have books about dancing. With parents and teachers working together, every child in Arizona can learn to read. And reading may be the most important thing they'll ever learn. A message from the Arizona Education Association. Patriot App Tip Number 2. Set the Patriot as an alarm clock. Open the app, click in the upper right-hand corner, and select Alarm Clock. It's that easy. And now you'll wake up to the Patriot. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Looking for a radio station that cares about real news and not afraid to go beyond the headlines? There's only one station for you. 960 The Patriot and 960thepatriot.com.
Welcome back. Welcome back to everybody. And um, I need to turn up my headphones so that I can hear everything. Mike Draskovic from Mike's Auto Tech sitting here next to me. He does old car stuff, new start car stuff, oil changes and everything in between. He's at 67th Avenue in Northern, and I've known him for quite a few years. My name is Mark Salem, and we're going to go just like we promised to Tom. Tom, good morning. How can we help you? All right, Mr. Mark, i got two small questions. What okay. interval fuels, or how many miles should I drain the brake fluid? You know, there's a sophisticated way to check the moisture content in it. And then a lot of people use the the idea that when it starts looking like iced tea. And actually, I'm kind of a proponent of both of them. And specifically, if it looks like iced tea and fails the moisture test, then there's no question. Give me a mileage that you think would be appropriate in a round number way. Probably the 60K mark. Uh, the, the 60K mileage interval, not saying your name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there is most manufacturers don't even recommend it. Uh, there are a few European makes that do with they, the silicone fluid that dot four, yeah, which is the high temperature stuff. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's just common sense, really. Yeah, and 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 you know if if somebody has to go in there and replace calipers, that's the time to do it. Right. If somebody has to okay. go in there and do an ABS module um, or a flow through on the ABS, then yeah, that's the time to do it. So if you open up the system, that's the time to do it. Right. But oh. it, it's a hundred to two hundred dollars. So I know because I just put fifty thousand on a two thousand and fourteen Honda Pilot, and I would want to keep it maintained properly. So yeah, but but the the, the Bible is your owner's manual, and it's you, there's one of two things: it's going to give you an interval, a stop, or it's not. I thought and it said thirty thousand. I thought that was kind of crazy to change the brake fluid. Yeah, or check but the I brake read fluid. It wrong. Okay. Well, I check it all the time, but yeah, yeah. I, I could have read it wrong then. I thought it just changed at 30. Yeah. yeah. Here's what's going on right now. Um, it, 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 we used to have a 30, 60, 90 stopping point, and so we, we always were busy. And today, the newer cars don't even call for anything until 80, 90, and 100. So okay, we're good. making up, my industry is making up all this BS about what you need. I got a deal the other day, Mike, you're not going to believe this. It's from a major dealer chain. And he sent it to a, a, a friend of mine who sent it to me. And, he, and it says, many of the people that live in your geographical area have found that these two operations benefit their cars. And, and it is a, a, the approximate mileage that you have, which is 60K. One of them is flush the fuel injectors, and you'll never guess for the rest of our lives what the second one was. Flush the fuel tank. Oh, come on. So if the fuel tank's not contaminated with water, gasoline on a diesel, or diesel on a gasoline, uh, how many times have you ever pulled a fuel tank to clean it, as far as maintenance is concerned? That's got to be the ultimate wallet flush there. That's it. That's the wallet flush. We call it wallet flush in our industry. We're flushing all the money out of your wallet. So um, I I, I really, if, if, if you, from, from 50 to 100, you're going to probably have to open up something. So uh, I okay. would go there. But I also want to – here, let me change your question. Mark, when was the last time you had a car towed in that the problem was caused by the brake fluid being really, really old? And the answer is, I don't remember ever, Mike. Now, don't count the old cars you work on, the 50 Chryslers right. and the Fords and stuff. But let's talk newer model cars, 96 and newer. 
He's shaking his head, but you can't hear his head only, wiggle. Only, oh, if, okay. only if someone has uh, contaminated their fluid. That's right. <laughs> it's it's a contamination issue. Yeah. So don't 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 worry about it. I I I'd plan for it between fifty and hundred. As in, put power yeah, steering how fluid about, in. How about radiator fluid? When would I drain that? That's definitely going to be in your owner's manual, but I'm betting that it's going to be between sixty and a hundred. Okay, I'm at fifty. So I'll keep my eye on it. Yeah. Yeah, and do it before summer. And then the next one you do, you'll do the hoses at the same time. So when you go pop over the 100,000-mile mark, it's kind of like, hey, do my hoses, and while you're doing it, flush it out and put new coolant in it. Then we're going to charge you for just the hoses, and you get the flush for free because we have to do it anyway. All right, I'll tell Kirk that next time I go in there. All righty. <laughs> have a good day, sir. All right. Thank you, Tom. Um, time frames, i got to write this down. Time frames on brake fluid and tranny. Was that brake fluid and tranny? Okay. Don, Don, you're up next. How can I help you? Um, Alex, how you been? I'm good. Hey, um, on my S truck, that little S truck, like you got a couple of them. I'm, at two, I'm on 225-7015. How, how high of a tire can I go without having to change the gear in a tranny? Uh, you need to talk to Alan, because I can't answer that, but he can. Okay. Um, right. there, there's a wide variety of tires that you could put on that, but I, I think we can get the width that you probably want, and we can probably get the diameter or the circumference that you don't have to do adaptations to the speedometer gear or, or something like that. So, But you're asking the wrong person. I only know that my son, Alan, can answer your question and he can do it in a scientific way where i'm just flying with my zipper down you know what i mean hey i'm leaving don you can't laugh at my jokes like that because everybody knows they're nasty and i'm just teasing you but anyway thank you don thank you very much (laughs) when it comes to transmission shops the really good guy in town here is automatic transmission exchange phil knows fred flintstone phil and fred flintstone went to elementary school together and he knows transmissions since they first came out with automatics all the way to today with the new electronics you see the difference between the old ones and the new ones is the old ones we used to make them work with fluid and vacuum from the engine and and cables the new ones we use electronics to open and close solenoids to give you first second third fourth fifth sixth seventh eighth gear so that's the real difference but they still work the same it's how we make them work so pressurized fluid is a common denominator, but electric solenoids that open and close and send fluid in different ways, that's the difference. Automatic Transmission Exchange has been in Phoenix since 1968. He's on 40th Street in Washington. He's been around a long time. So for those of you in Phoenix that are looking for a transmission shop that might drive the car with you, and if you can show the, the symptom, they'll do that. That's Automatic Transmission Exchange, 40th Street in Washington. Gil, are the lines empty still? The lines are open, sir. Okay, no problem. I think we just got about everybody there. Oh, you know what else? Up in kind of your neck of the woods, Strictly Diesel's a good guy. Nate at Strictly Diesel has hands the size of tennis rackets. So if you work for him, you're always afraid of the slap upside the head. But Nate's too nice of a guy to ever do anything like that. But Nate's really a good diesel repair shop. He is a diehard diesel service repair, diagnosis, and parts. Strictly diesel service and repairs at I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road in North Scottsdale. They repair Monday through Friday, and they sell parts, diesel stuff, 24 hours a day on their website. So Strictly Diesel Service and Repair. And 
Another thing about him that's important is he does foreign and domestic light diesel trucks. So he doesn't do semis and that kind of stuff. He does import and domestic light diesel trucks. So if you've got the Ford, the Chevy, or the Dodge and a diesel, and it's a one-ton or less, or actually he can go up to a one-and-a-half-ton or something like that because the motor's just the same. So if you've got a diesel and nobody else can fix it, then maybe call Nate over at Strictly Diesel and see if uh, it's something he's seen before and get an estimate on what he might charge you to check it out. Because there's three parts. The diagnostics and sometimes... How many times out of 10? Let's do 100. 100 diagnoses. How many times do you find it for $60 and fix it for $2? 10%? Yep. Yep. 10% of the time? That's what happens a lot. A yep. bad connection, a vacuum line that's fallen off, a connection on the evap system, a line that's broken. It's one of those things that just the diagnostic process sometime is 95 of the complete job. And there's many of us that aren't going to charge you anything but diagnostic time. We're just going to put diagnostic and repair in the same bracket, and you come in and you get, but the other side of the coin is equally as bad. Not equally as bad, but is quite different. And that's the diagnosis can be anywhere from 50 to two or $300, and the repair after it can be a lot. It's just the luck of the draw, but you just got to be able to find it. For those of you that go to the three-whiskered parts guy, and he pulls out his little um, cigarettes pack size uh, uh, code reader. And then he says to you, oh, gosh, you have two oxygen sensor codes, but you have four. So let's look at your odometer. Oh, yes, yes, you need four of them. So he'll take you inside, and he'll very happily sell you four oxygen sensors for between three and $600. Mike, out of all the O2 sensors you do, how many of them necessitate a replacement of an O2 sensor versus something that's causing the O2 sensor to look stupid? It's about a maybe 50-50 deal. And and it's easy 50-50. Right. It's easy 50-50. We're finding out that we're doing O2 sensors on, on, on an O2 code 20% of the time. 80% of the time, it's a vacuum leak. It's a rich condition. Um, it's this or it's that fuel pressure regulator. The other day, we had a fuel pressure regulator leaking, and in the O2 sensors, we're yelling, rich, rich, rich. Yeah. And so once we fix the fuel pressure regulator, then the O2 sensors start talking right yeah. like they should. Yeah. So you don't want to go to the auto parts store because their job is to sell you parts. The code tells you what state the problem is. It's in Ohio. The technician has to find the street, the city, and the house number and before he can fix it. The O2 sensor code is talks in 1 to 5 volts. Okay, It talks to the computer. If it says 1, it says, well, I don't see much fuel coming out of the tailpipe. And if it says 5, what? 0 to 1 volt. I know that, but I'm giving it to him in the easy way, okay? okay? It's I know that, but um, he's saying it's really you divide it up into vo- one volt, and he's right, but it's easier for everybody to pick it up on a one-to-five reference. So, so if it's one, it's saying, I could use more fuel, and if it's five, it's, holy mackerel, it's rain and gas. That's what the O2 sensor does. So if the O2 sensor's stuck on lean, one, then it's typically a lean condition, a plugged fuel filter can cause a lean condition. A vacuum leak can cause a lean condition. A bad brake booster can cause a lean condition. An EGR valve that's stuck open can cause a lean condition. 
So you have to deal with all of that. You got to figure it out. On the rich side, the O2 sensor. Oh, on the lean side too, the the O2 sensor is a is a battery, and the battery dies, so it sticks on the lean side. So you go in and you look at the at the fuel trim numbers that we have on our scanners, and you go, oh, the fuel trim's fine, but it's yelling lean. So you and then you look at the mileage and you go, okay, the battery's dead. So we replace the O2 sensor, but there's no rhyme or reason for the miles. So it could be at 60, it could be 100, it could be 150, it could be 200. It just depends. So I'm not trying to send you to a car repair shop so they're going to charge you a bunch of diagnostic money. But I can tell you, every day, once a week of my life, someone will tell me, oh, I put a $400 mass airflow sensor on it because it was a mass airflow sensor code and that didn't fix it. My diagnostic on that would have been half that or one-fourth of that $400 you guessed with. So guessing with car repair is perfectly fine. You guess with your money. But with the car repair industry, most of us are not going to guess with anybody's money. We're going to identify the problem, give you an estimate, and fix it. And obviously, you should ask for your old parts back. Because if we put in a mass airflow sensor that's $400 and that doesn't fix it because the air tube between the mass airflow sensor and the intake is torn, then you can bring back the O2 sensor and say, Mark, you missed it. The check engine line came back and the code is the same. And would, can we start by putting the old mass airflow sensor in the car? And, the, and I would, my answer would be, yes, yeah, we'll start there. We'll put it back and you can start with a $400 credit, whatever the cost of it is. So that's kind of how it works. That's why you ask for your old parts back in case the problem's still there. You can have them put the old part back on. Now, if the car part's $10, you're probably not going to do that. But it's okay to say to the shop, I have the same symptoms. So their responsibility is to kind of go in and find out what it is. Then they can decide what they're going to do. If the diagnosis was cheaper than they charged you, they may or may not give you a refund. I hope they do. If the diagnosis is $25 higher than what you already paid, I would hope they'd walk away from that. So those are the kinds of things that you have. How long have you been in this business? Well, I grew up in the trade. Okay. Uh, when I was five years old, my dad built a shop next to the house I grew up in. Okay. He's still there 53 years. Okay. Uh, so that kind of gives away my age. What 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 did you he have you doing? My kid started by sweeping cigarette butts off the parking lot, but today nobody well, smokes. I was I was the go-to guy to to his toolbox. I knew every wrench and every tool in his toolbox. Go go get me this. Go get me that. So you were his gopher. Oh yeah. Go for this. Go yeah. for that. We still have those guys. Yeah. Those guys are youngsters that want to come into the trade. We usually typically assign them to a couple of technicians. Go get this filter. Go do this. Hold this for me. Here's what I'm doing. Here's why I'm doing it. So we can give them a flavor by just talking out loud. We don't have to be training them. We just have to talk out loud. And so you talk out loud, and then all of a sudden, they get it or they don't. So that's kind of the entry level of what we do. So anyway, my email address is mark, with a K, at marksalem.com. Mark at marksalem.com. So if you have a car question Monday through Friday, you can send me an email. If you would be so kind to give me a phone number, I might call you back or I'll answer your email. And here's the problem. The problem is is sometimes I have to ask you questions. So I don't want to get into some long, you know, 6, 8, 10 email exchange. So I just call you. But I'm going to call you from a blocked line for obvious reasons. And I'll always leave my name. 
So I'll tell you, I'll call you back in a half an hour. I'll call you back tomorrow morning at 10, or I'll call you back tomorrow morning at 7. So we'll be back. See you next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.